Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Council. It's just me and the lovely Natalia. Hello. It's a girl's night. Yes. How appropriate, since we are talking about Pixar's 25th animated uh, full-length feature, Turning Red, the first female-led artistically movie, not just the first um, completely on her own female director, Dom Domi Shi? Domi Shi? I can see her name. I can't. My brain is like D-O-M. Yeah. I think it's Domi Shi. But also it has great voice talent like Sandra Oh and new timer Rosalie Chang, who was supposed to just be the filler voice, but they loved her so much that they kept her. So we got a lot of women things going on here. And surprise, surprise, it's a movie about being a woman, becoming a woman, all that stuff. So very estrogen centric today. So it's very appropriate that it's just us girls. I I love it. So we're going to talk about it. Natalia, what did you think of this movie or Will? Um, I really liked it. Um, Hannah and I watched it. We we had like a whole day out with um, our friend. And then that night we were like, okay, we got to go home. We got to go back quick. We got to watch this movie. Um, And we did. And we really, we thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I liked I liked the period gag that was happening the whole time in the beginning um, because she was a giant red panda and the mom was like, oh no, you're red <laughs> because she had periods in her pants. It was just, it was great. I loved it. Um, I liked the movie overall. It's so pretty. It's, and the friends are so sweet. Oh, and the characters are so good and the dad. I love the dad. He's such a sweetheart in the end with the camera. Oh, I know I'm jumping everywhere. It's the ADHD. Um, and the the surprise Michelle Yeoh. I was not aware that she was in this movie. And all of a sudden I hear her voice as grandma. I was like, Michelle Yeoh, what is this? What are you doing here? And she, you know, it was just, it was perfect. I really liked it a lot. It was aggressively 2000s. The little Tamagotchi. Oh, you love to see it. It was great. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I remember those things that I was a little too old for them, but my sister who's younger had them. And I remember that you weren't allowed to have them in school because they were so distracting. <laughs> yes. It was a lot of two th- early 2000s, but not beating you over the head. It was like just yeah. the right amount. Yeah. Um, I liked the movie a lot. I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot. Um, I had a little reservation going in because I'm a mom and my daughter is right on the cusp. Puberty is going to happen any minute now. Well, some things have presented themselves. So I was like, oh no. I saw the clip where she's in the classroom and they're all like, your mom's outside. And I was like, do not make the mom the villain. I don't know why Disney hates parents. They Disney need us. Disney hates parents. <laughs> Disney and Pixar is like taking that from Disney. I'm just no good, very rare good parents. Yes. So I was like, do not make the mom the villain. Why do you hate parents? If you didn't have us, you would no longer have your demographic. So <laughs> be nice to parents. <laughs> but partway through the movie where um, after the big, you know, reveal and the parents are like oh no what are we gonna do and then her mom calls her and she's like oh I'm not here, I'm not here. Like, yes that is very true <clears throat> I love my mom but we have a it's funny how mothers and daughters are like this and I'm terrified that me and my own daughter will be this like at the end when um 
May says, oh, I want to keep it, but I'm scared of what it, if it might take me away from you. That line really hit hard because I'm like, yes, you're supposed to grow and, you know, get out of the nest. But at the same time, I don't want to lose you. And you don't really lose them. You lose a piece of them, you know, because they're no longer dependent. And that's supposed to happen. But it's still sad. So I was worried that they were going to really hammer the whole parents are evil and the kid is right, you know. But they quickly show that it's just complicated. So I like that it's complicated. This is not a simple story. I really appreciate that. And yes, of course, the animation is beautiful. The songs are catchy because even though I was 2000, <laughs> that doesn't change the fact that I totally listen to them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like NSYNC. It's just catchy. It was everywhere. It's so catchy. Yeah, it was like a disease, you know, you just were going to, your is real. Yeah. So I also love the friends. Um, <laughs> Abby really. Oh my God. But she's like her so much. I was like, yeah, that that would that probably would have been me. Uh, (laughs) Just so fluffy. It's like whenever you see like the little fluffy animal, like a dog or a cat, you're just like, oh, let's go. Yes, every single. Also love the dad. So yeah, a lot lot of good things going on here. So what else do we want to talk about specifically with this movie? What didn't you? You're not like a ten at a time. What? 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 Why? (laughs) <laughs> well, even though I think it's good that they made it complicated, I was a little confused about how we were supposed to feel because, you know, May opens with the whole, I do what I want. And then she's all like, oh, wait, I got to get home and do everything my mom wants. But throughout the movie, she makes it sound like she loves these things. So I'm like, do you love them because you really love them? Or do you think I'm, I'm supposed to love them? She's allowed to like boys and music and cleaning and math. I don't know why. It's like the narrative was trying to say she had to choose. And I'm like, why does she have to choose? Why can't she just love all of it? You know, like we're, we're complex people. We're not a one note thing. So that felt a little muddy. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Cause oh, I, was I get it now off. that you're mentioning it, mentioning it. I'd meant to rewatch it last night and I didn't. Um, but yeah, now you saying that I realized that that, is, that that was the case, which was a bit torn, especially with how strong that opening was. Mm-hmm. It's just us, yeah. I know. Stay hydrated, my friends. Um, (laughs) Especially with how strong the opening was of how like, how like strong May Lee was as a character in the openings. Like, I do what I want, I say what I want, 24, seven, three, six, five. Like, uh, love that for you, bestie. and yeah, I can see that with, I saw that she was really, um, the whole cleaning of the math thing was a really good, strong thing that she liked and she enjoyed it and everything. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think I felt like that shifted more um, with the panda um, and when she was profiting off of it. Um, good for you, Bessie, get that coin. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. And especially in the end, that co- that wasn't like super resolved. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it needed to be explained, but now that you're mentioning it, I do see that that was a bit muddy, as you said. Well, there's nothing wrong with it being muddy. Just come out and say like, you know what the truth is? It's complicated. I don't have to you know, bend to my family's will or to what my friends want. I'm a good mix of both. Yeah. So 
I'm going to do math when it's appropriate, but I'm not going to be a slave to it. So if we want to go out karaoke, that's what we're going to do. You know, Mm -hmm. like I, I felt like she could have had both that there was balance to be had. So I wish they had just said, Oh, why did I waste so much time thinking I have to be loyal to one or the other? Instead, I can just embrace bits of both as they suit me. You know, I feel like that was more, um, that was seen more at the end. Yeah. Um, And the end was a little weird. It, It got a little, superhero it did you gotta have a big thing i'm like oh no 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 why are we going so big i mean it was fun but it was also like oh, i don't know if we need to do this yeah my problem um a lot of people are like oh the red panda is a metaphor for her period and i'm like that doesn't really track that doesn't no because if all the women in the family do this ritual as soon as it emerges or within a month or so and then they trap it in some sort of emblem well, then they make it sound like, oh, as long as nothing happens to your emblem, you are safe. And I'm like, well, that's not how periods work. That's not how periods work, babe. I wish. <laughs> so I think people are being too shallow saying, oh, it's a metaphor for your period. I'm like, no, it's more you're going through a change. Your period is one part of the change. There's a lot of other things going on, you know. So I, I appreciate that Pixar was edgy and said, let's talk about it. It should not be something to be embarrassed about. We should not feel ashamed about it because it happens to every single female as long as they go through puberty. So if you live long enough, it happens to you. So why is it always been dealt with shame? That doesn't make any sense. So that's all a good thing. I'm happy about that. But I feel like there was a but coming or no. Oh, no. It's just I was trying to read on you know, reviews on what other people think. And I'm shocked. Have you seen? No, I've only seen that one guy. High, but the audience score is really low. Really, really low? low? It's like 65%. I'm going to Google it. And um, I was trying to figure out why. I was like, oh, I know. I was just like, oh, that was fine. But I didn't hate it. I was like, it does not deserve a 65. What is going on? So the more I dug, you know, you start to go down the rabbit hole of Twitter. You know, Twitter just wants to be angry. It doesn't matter what's going on. Twitter's going to find a way to be upset. Um, so there are some critics out there who said something, you know, they were just saying their point of view, but maybe they worded it poorly. And so they got this major backlash. 9568. Wow. Oh, it's up to 68. This morning it was 65. So mm. it's clearly not done. It's not settled down yet. But no. um, there are people who say it's unrelatable. That one guy. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, you can relate to talking cars and machines in the future. Because <laughs> what is Pixar really? Pixar is about finding the human element, no matter what vessel you put it in, whether it's inanimate objects like toys and cars or in But the white and man fish. can relate to the toys and the cars. Right. <laughs> this is human too. Just because we're, we're saying we're not in some mythical place, we are in Toronto specifically, it's 2002, and it's a 13-year-old, you know, Asian descent girl, that does not make it too niche. Everyone still has growing pains. Everyone knows what it's like to be a middle schooler, as long mm. as you've been to middle school, you know. So to say it's not relatable, that's a very weird take. Yeah. You know, white men, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm very confused by that. Yeah. Um, it's okay to say it wasn't for you because parts of this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, that was fine. But the more you think, you have to really let it 
like Sit. fester because yeah. Pixar is a think piece kind of studio. You're not supposed it, to just yeah. take it at surface level. If that if that letter um, to Disney has taught us anything, yes. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that was a fun one. So I think the more you think about it, the more you appreciate all the little things that they do with their storytelling. And it is important to tell more stories because if you look at all the directors of the recent films, they all are telling a story from a real place. The reason Inside Out is about a family that moves from Minnesota is because the director moved away from Minnesota. You know what I mean? They all have those same kind of story beats. So you know what that tells me? Pixar is a studio that's all like, we want creators to come in with a very clear story, very clear vision, and we are going to let them execute it because we trust them. And people like Pixar. Yeah. So that's a good formula. They should keep going. Angie's not here to say it. Keep going. <laughs> Easier in spirit. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I don't know, especially with the whole Disney thing going on, um, to see those two sides of Disney and Pixar, you, you, I really realized just how much of an open, safer, I mean, from the way I'm looking at it, safer space Pixar is compared to Disney. And even with that letter that came out a few days ago, I think it was yesterday, of um, Pixar sending it, I think it was to Chappic or just to some vague higher up at Disney um, on how the Disney has been repeatedly telling them, hey, we see all of these queer people in your movies. Um, you, you're gonna have to cut that out right now. Um, and you know, it's just, it's really disheartening to say the least. Um, I don't know. I just, I hate Florida <laughs> in general in general but like tacked on with that and I don't know I've never been such a huge fan of traffic I'm sorry that I'm talking about Disney in a Pixar film but I feel like it has to be addressed it's a parent company the thing that Pixar did with that letter is just so badass and I think that's so cool and I'm really proud of them for doing such a great brave thing um that to see Disney um turn back on that and do it in such a shift that it's like, yeah, we can praise you, Chappic, now, I guess, for going back on that. But that doesn't change what you did and what you said, you know? I just want some people to have, you know, consequences for your actions. <laughs> That's it. Don't be sorry for bringing it up. It's all it's all related. It's hard to separate Pixar from Disney. They're, they're so married together because yeah. Disney was smart they snatched them up real quick so you don't think of one without thinking about the other so mm -hmm. yeah god which reminds me I miss blue sky okay that's it <laughs> all these things are just dead now it's so sad okay sorry sorry that's okay you're fine yeah so what else about the movie do we want to talk about um I really like the friends I think Abby's my favorite she's just so and she's just like so she's so aggressive and her facial structures the way that they did everyone's faces may lynn may lee may 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 no i can't think of her name may lynn um, may lynn lee may lynn lee yes yeah, yes <laughs> wow um may lynn's 
face when she was like drawing that guy that works at the 7-Eleven. Oh, yes. um, Devin. Devin. I knew it was like a D. <laughs> it was like Derek or something. It was Devin. Um, and Abby's face whenever she was, I don't know, Abby just had like a really, her the way that her face is moved and her eyebrows were very expressive for being so 2000s tiny. And I really appreciated that. I just think that she was, I think she's really cool. And Priya, that's a lesbian right there. Um, I love that for her. And she's a little vampire. Um, I love her. She's really cool. Oh, what's the, what's the green girl? Um, something Miriam. with an M. Miriam. Um, I liked her a lot. I thought that her relationship with May was just so cute. Um, I, I really liked how like genuine they were. Um, and I kind of like how quick they were to figure out each other because it was like, yeah, you're at a concert. Come on, we're besties. It's water under the bridge kind of thing. And it was just, it was really good. Yeah. And when she kept taking care of the little Tamagotchi, that's a true <laughs> friendship right there. That's how you know. Yes. One of my favorite parts in the whole movie is, and I like that they bring up smell. You know, like the first time May is a opinion, she's like, yeah oh, you know yeah and she goes to school and they're like did you just work out and Priya's just like I got you girl and she hands her <laughs> deodorant and I love how she's just rubbing it all over she's not just doing this she's like rubbing on my chin and on my neck <laughs> it was so funny because I feel like when you're new to deodorant like my my daughter is sorry honey if you ever watch this later <laughs> does she watch it is she a good child like that I I don't know she at least gives us a thumbs up um, oh, okay she has good. her own YouTube thing but um Yes, we're learning how deodorant works. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I really think deodorant should be your friend. Like, come on. <laughs> so we're having our own battle. So that was another real moment. I was like, yes. You know, because in the beginning, she's very like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, it's just this. It's not, this is not rocket science. It's not, it's yeah. Easy. <laughs> but that moment was very funny because I'm like, yes, thank you. Because we can't smell a movie. So we need them to do things like that to explain that a smell is going on. So I really, really liked that. Yeah. That was very funny. What did you think of the, because this movie doesn't really have a villain in the traditional sense of the word, but the the boy that, Tyler, is that his name? The one who invited her to his He was party. such a dick. He was yeah, at the end, um, near the end of the party where he was like, I'm not going to pay you. I was like, come on, dude, it's not that deep. It, I don't know. 12 year old and, boys and or something. And then he's at the concert and they're like, and then he's at the oh, concert. Poor Tony. And then suddenly they love him. I'm like, why? Because he likes the band too. That's interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's interesting that this doesn't really have a villain. Yeah. I don't think I feel like, thing, though. No, I feel like the villain was more so just, you know, ye old um, parental pressures and, you know, being 13. Mm-hmm. Two very solid foes. Yeah. What did you think of the grandmother and the aunts? That whole I I like them a lot. I forgot that the grandmother said that she's bringing reinforcements. So when the aunts showed up, I was like, "Oh, look at them!" Um, so that was a good fun surprise. And everyone all had their little um, amulet in different places, at the ring, the little hairpiece, and the little brooch and everything. It's great. I loved it the way that they were. I liked that her all of the aunts and the grandmothers were a bit more subtle um, to really emphasize just how open um, 
the mom's version of the panda actually was and it was really just right there with us the whole time and when it broke and she was massive that was yeah, and I wonder why is hers so much bigger than the rest of them? Since they all go panda at the end, it's like, what mm -hmm. is that supposed to mean? I don't know. And now it's the mom's is a tamagotchi, the grandmother's is the four town. She was like, that's not a lucky number. They didn't show whatever anyone else's was, and May didn't have one because she kept the panda. Yeah, and what do we think of that? Do we think that was the right choice? Should she have kept her panda? I think so. Um, yeah, I think for many reasons, but I think for me, the main one is that she looked really good with red hair. <laughs> um, she did look really good with that hair. I gotta admit. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that was a good choice because especially with that line that you mentioned that I somehow now I'm obviously forgetting. Um, but it was like, she's growing up. She can make her own decisions. She's a big girl. She's going to test this out for a little bit. And in the end, when she gets older, if she realized that she wants to put in a little amulet or whatever, then she can still do that. Another red moon will show up, so. But they say every time you look panned out, it's harder to do the ritual. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is almost, it's almost got a, what's his name in Venom? Like maybe they just have a symbiotic. Yes. Kind of. I yes and no. Um, I think in the whole shape-shifty part of it, I think the no part mainly because they're not two separate beings. It's the same person, but in Panda, <laughs> you know? Right. And I have to wonder, since all this was started by their ancestor, that Sun Li or... Sun Yi. Yeah. At the end, when, when she's like, oh, am I going to regret this? And, and she embraces her. I wonder if she's like, finally, I was, I've been waiting for the line to turn it around going... Don't get rid of the, don't banish the panda, mm -hmm. embrace the panda. That's what I wanted. So I, yeah. I wonder if she was like, yes, this is the message I've been trying to tell all of you. Mm -hmm. Why'd you start doing it that way? That's not yeah. why I did it, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's a reach. I don't know if I'm over. I mean, who knows? <laughs> we'll find out in some random person's video essay the next two months. Probably. See what they think. <laughs> Oh, I just remembered the other reviewer that's getting a lot of backs backlash. She said that the movie was aggressively horny and people did not take kindly to that. <laughs> Blondie? No. No? Okay. I don't um, watch anyone. So I, I don't know if you're no, I, I didn't see this directly. It's because everyone was talking about it. They're like, can you believe I think her name's Courtney something? They're like, can you believe she said horny? You're 13. Shut up. Just because they like boys and they're all like, "Ooh, he's so dreamy," I'm like, "That's not the same as being horny." It's not the same. Want to have sex? I don't think these girls are thinking about sex. They're, I mean, they're oh, pretty boys. <laughs> they are middle schoolers. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, that might have may not have been the right word. Maybe she should have said it has a lot of hormones. Yes, that's a many a hormone. It's a softer word without being quite so direct. Yeah. Um, it didn't bother me. I think I understood what she was talking about, but it's funny how Twitter just had a field day with like, what? Did you just call a Pixar film horny? It's like, I think she has a point. She's just wording it badly. <laughs> I mean, this is the first time hearing it. So eh. <laughs> with I mean, your add-on explanation, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But mm. it is just poor, poor words, poor, yeah. poor word choice. 
So there are parents, I guess, out there that are clutching their pearls going, I can't show this to my child. As a parent, I don't feel that way. I, I mean, my kid has seen some dark things. <laughs> so you just got that man for the 15th mind. time. That's, that's the other problem I have with the story. Uh, it's funny to do the whole, the mom thinks it's her period, but it's really the panda right now. Mm-hmm. But if, if this is a family curse, why did she think it was her period? Why did she go, oh no, is it the panda? Are you a giant red panda right now? Like, I didn't know that that was the story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when she was like, oh, actually this runs in the family. I'm like, well, then how did you- Why wasn't that, that the first thing that you thought of? Right. I think I think it was just because I feel like she said that line where it was like, I thought we had more time or something. I thought it would come sooner, but mm, I don't know. Yeah. I guess not. Time caught up to her. But I, I think it handles the subject matter wonderful. I actually think this would be a good way to to if you're like me where you're like, okay, we're about to have the talk. This is not a bad way to start the discussion of like, mm-hmm. okay, watch this and tell me what you think. Because if kids don't know, they're not gonna pick up on it. Yeah. And if they do know, they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, this is a way to kind of make it a little lighter. It's not so scary. Yeah. I don't think we should be so afraid to show maxi pads at a Pixar movie. I don't think that's (laughs) so egregious, you know? (laughs) Thank God you think that. I mean, they're going to find it again. Give them some warning. Don't let them find out in a really horrible, embarrassing way. You should tell them sooner so that they're prepared, you know? Yeah. All this, we gotta shield our children. Like, from what? <laughs> Something that's going to happen eventually. Like, you're only yeah. delaying the inevitable. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's okay to have movies about death. Soul is about death. Soul is very death. I don't remember anyone getting upset about that. I'm like, okay, do you know how hard it is to explain death to a child? I mean, that's not fun. <laughs> so, but that was okay. But periods aren't. <laughs> I understand that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel like I was going to say something. The way that the mom kept um, sneaking into campus on and trespassing, so much fun. And the way that her car would always just like, whatever the the security guard would show up, I loved it. I just, again, it's like those little gags that would keep coming up that really, that I really liked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, cute movie. Pixar doesn't know how to make, at worst, they make an average movie, you know? So you're going to get quality with a movie like this. If you have problems with it, it's not that I don't understand that. I just think maybe you're putting too much weight on it, you know? It's It's, not that deep. Yeah. I I think it's fun and it's short. So it's, I don't think it's asking a lot of people and it's on Disney plus. Either you don't have Disney plus, or if you do, you're not paying movie theater tickets. So if you really feel strongly about not liking it, at least you didn't pay a movie theater ticket for it. I, I think that's sad, you know, because we've had now three Pixar movies in a row go straight to Disney Plus And I, that concerns me. I'm like, are you yeah. ever going to put them in theaters again? <laughs> yeah. So. Especially this one with the super Asian lead and Asian cast and everything. It was just mm, female Asian leads and everything. I don't know. It's just leaves a bad taste in my mouth um it's the accessibility of it is good but I feel like it it doesn't help so much in the way of 
the want for Pixar films to return to the screen, you know? I just want to see, I want to yeah. see them on the big screen again. Those are fun times. Yeah, I don't understand why they're getting this treatment because they're bringing their A game, okay? Yeah. Star Wars has faltered at times. Even Marvel is, is you know, having moments where it's like, oh, that, that was fun, but still kind of, oh, yeah. you know. I don't know. I just, I think they need to rethink that. Yes. But I overall, I enjoyed it. It's not my favorite Pixar movie, but honestly, I have to rewatch a lot of them to really make up my mind. But so I wouldn't encourage people to avoid it. Let me just yeah. So those are my overall thoughts on that. Yes. Maybe I know. I agree. Um, I will be rewatching it. Um, I'm going to be up in New York to hang out um, with my mom's friend's kid. Um, so maybe I'll watch it with them. They're like 16. We'll be, we'll, we'll be fine. It'll that be fine. That would be an interesting perspective to get. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Three years off of the 13. It's fun. It'll be great. I'll, right. I'll, it'll be right. Fun. So the other thing I wanted us to talk about today, which we can still do. Yeah. Is with all this in mind, where, where are you hoping Pixar is going to go next? What would you like to see in their future? I would like it where the leads are actual humans. Not like still, I would still like some mysticism now and again, um, but I don't want any more inanimate objects, please. Because um, then it, it just gets real stale real quick. And then you think about the world building and and all of the rules and everything with that. And I'm like, this is too complicated. So I think the way of Luca in the way of turning red, um, I think if they can, maybe even something like Soul again, where we do a lot of introspective things, but that's so good. And that's something that I really enjoy with Pixar. Um, because <laughs> then it's not so much like, you know how that meme where it was like, Pixar, what if toys had feelings? Um, <laughs> but with this, it's just like, with Turning Red, it's just like Pixar. What if an Asian American 13, an, an Asian Canadian 13 year old girl was going through puberty and had a lot of parental pressures? Um, Pixar, Italians are real <laughs> and mermaids, um, you know, all that fun stuff that I really enjoy. Um, but yes, please know inanimate objects. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. I knew she was gonna say that at least once in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. It's it's funny how we, now we're getting into human stories and people are like, oh, I don't recognize this. I'm like, what, because they're not monsters or robots or fish? Cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they did pick on them for cars because the world of cars is a confusing place. So, it's so weird. <laughs> but I do think the way Hollywood is moving, they're they're slow to the game, but they are doing it more and more, they are starting to tell different stories. Like a lot of people love Coco. That is a very different, you know, story that's- I love Coco, a, I love Encanto. Yeah. Different yeah. perspectives, heaven different forbid. Perspective. You know, and it doesn't, I know a lot of people are getting tired of the whole, oh, why does it have to be about race? I'm like, well, guess whose fault that is? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I- 
But it's not just about that. Like a lot of people are picking on turning red because they're like, oh, how are boys going to relate to this? I'm like, oh, what? They don't go through puberty too? <laughs> they, they have their own version of that. Congratulations that you don't bleed, but you still go through puberty. Yeah. It's like, you, you got to keep looking for what is universal about it because there are universal things. And I would argue that they can keep going and not just with the obvious choice, like, okay, well, we've done this, we've done this. Oh, now we got to do this group because we haven't done them. It's not just about race and it's not just about gender. You could even do a whole story on people that are older because a, a lot of Hollywood movies are about young people. Mm-hmm. You know, like once you're 30, you're done. Yeah. I mean, Up has the most beautiful opening sequence. It's so yeah. sad. <laughs> I know. And that's a great setup so that if you didn't have that part, if it just opened with, you know, him at the mailbox and like, you got to get out of here. You would just think he's a crotchy old man. But we saw how he got to that place. And we could do more stories like that. So maybe we can have more stories that are about older people. There's a a path that hasn't been trod too much. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think just think about what other perspectives don't get a lot of limelight. It isn't just, well, they have to be people of color. Because then look at us, we're so woke and blah, blah, blah. Yes, you should do those things because it's the right thing to do and they have interesting stories, but that's not the only thing there is to do. There's lots of different perspectives that people haven't been thinking about very much lately. You're very good at that once you think of it. Just keep thinking about it. That's what I want. That's my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? You're, you yeah. Know, the ending <laughs> came off really, oof, I liked it. A very rare constant that I really appreciate. Well, I'm just tired. I know. I'm tired of people getting mad about things that are not even worth being mad. Really? Mm. Are you mad about this? I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh, I'm not Asian, so I can't relate. I'm like, all right, but the thousands of hundreds of stories that we told that happened to be through a white person lens. We're asking people of color to relate to that. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't mean to make this so boxy. This is supposed to be a lighthearted. No, it's fine. It's Pixar. It's going to be like that at some point. Um, What was I going to say? I don't know. I I don't really have anything in particular um, that I can pitch to you as how you put in in the group chat. Um, But yeah, no no inanimate objects. Because it, it, again, it just gets really stale really quick. Right. And we don't want, people claim that Marvel movies all look the same. They don't, by the way, but they, haters say that. I'm like, if you actually watch them, I'm sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy is nothing like Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. They're not the same. So same thing here. Pixar could fall into, like, first they were really innovative and they said that this is their own fault. We're never going to do sequels. Wow. They just had a very long stream of sequels. It only looks embarrassing because they preach that in the beginning. And also they're criticized of being emotionally manipulative. I don't think Turning Red was. I actually don't even think Luca was manipulative. Not in the traditional Pixar way. No, I don't think so either. So I do think they are already on the path of, we got to reinvent ourselves a little bit. We can't be too formulaic like, oh, it's Pixar. You're going to get these things. I think they're already doing a good job of mixing it up. So as Anthony would say, keep going <laughs> Anthony has joined us twice in spirit yes 
Yes. yes. So no, you didn't have to pitch a specific Pixar, uh, Pixar like, oh, I, I think we should do this. I'm like, no, no, just the general direction. Yeah. So. And they're definitely, day. they're definitely going that route. So it's really exciting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I had. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was short and sweet. Yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that, right? No. We saved you guys a lot of time. You could listen to this episode twice. Yeah. So if that's all we have, thank you for joining us for a very rapid fire episode of the council. Follow us on Twitter. Um, and we have we'll a YouTube. Catch you again next week. Yes. So bye. I think that's it. Bye.